Whereas my daughter would say, Matt. Matt. Hello, I am Mark. I'm one of the pastors here at the village. Uh, I'm going to pray again real quick because I just I need to pray again. Jesus, thank you for this community. Thank you for uh, just the love that has been poured out on me today. Um, and the care, and I pray that you would, uh, you are sovereign, and that you would honor, um, honor the prayers. Uh, and I pray for tonight. I pray that you would uh, speak, uh, that that we would uh, be aware of your presence, uh, and be aware of your voice speaking. Bless this time. In your name, I pray. Amen. So I come from a pretty musical family, uh, and when I was like three or four, just like all of my siblings, my mom started to teach me how to play the violin, and then when I was a little older, I started to learn to play the piano. I took piano lessons for several years, and when I was in third grade, I started to play the trumpet. And I played that all the way through high school. But because I picked up the trumpet, I kind of stopped playing the violin. And then when I got into middle school, I started playing the guitar, um, which is what most of you probably associate with me, and that's cool, um, because I, I love playing the guitar. But really, around that time, I stopped playing the piano. And I really, I really enjoy the piano. It's a beautiful instrument. For a long time, I had uh, Bach Piano Inventions, um, which uh, the, I remember it as... Anyway, I don't need to sing. But that's, it's, it's this be- these beautiful pieces of music, and I would listen to them while I read, uh, while I read my Bible and... Um, I just, I, I love the piano. I remember my dad playing the piano uh, when we were little. When we were going to bed, he'd play old hymns. And uh, my mom played the piano. And it's just, they always had a piano in their, in their house. Um, but I never, I can't play the piano. That's what I would tell you. Is I, I don't play the piano. I, uh, I never really figured it out. So, like, you need to do stuff with two hands. And my left hand never really did what I wanted it to do. Uh, it never caught up with my right hand. And I, I don't know if you've ever seen piano music, but piano music has two lines of music. So it's got the top and the bottom. And the top is the right hand, and the bottom is the left hand. And you have to read both lines at the same time. And I couldn't do that. <laughs> I couldn't figure it out. Uh, and so what I learned, and I stopped taking lessons early on, you know, and I didn't really practice it well, and it's my own fault, but in a lot of ways, but I, I can't, I can't play the piano. And that's, that's what I told everyone for a long time is people would find out that I was musical and they'd say, what do you, what do you play? And I'd say, well, I play the guitar and some other stuff. And they'd say, oh, do you play the piano? I don't know why people always ask about the piano. It's like the first thing that people ask about. Like, do you play an instrument? Oh, is it the piano? It's every time. I'm not sure why. Do you know why, Karen? 
No. See, I don't know. Everyone, everyone asks me if I play the piano. I don't know. I don't know why. But, so I would just say, no, I don't play the piano. Uh, and then this funny thing started happening. Uh, I got married. And I like to fiddle around on the piano. But I can do like one, I, I could do like one note with my left hand and hold that and then do some stuff with my right hand. And I do. We'll get to that. <laughs> so I... This funny thing started happening is I'd have those conversations. I'd be talking to people, and I'd say, they'd say, uh, do you play an instrument? I'd say, yes, I play the guitar. And then they'd say, do you play the piano? And I'd say, no. And then my wife standing next to me would say, yes, he does. And I'd look at her, and I'd go, no, I don't. And she'd say, yes, you do. And it was awkward. And it it just happened over and over and over. It, I mean, it happened a bunch. I, I don't know why. It just, all the time, people would ask me if I'd play the piano, and my wife would be standing next to me, and I'd say no, and she'd say yes, and then I'd say no, and then she'd say yes, and we'd go back and forth. And eventually, after this happened enough times, I started to wonder, well, what is it that Lane, my wife's name is Lane, what is it that Lane sees that, that I don't see? What is it that she hears that I don't better? What is it that she hears that I don't hear? And so my, my thinking started to shift. And I started to think about the piano, and I'd, I'd say, I'd, I started to think, like, okay, well, if when I do play the one note with my left hand, and then I can't get them together, but it sounds kind of nice. I can make chords and I, can, I have a good ear, so I can kind of make a melody if I really focus on it. Um, but I, I still couldn't read music. I couldn't read, I can read music. I couldn't read piano music. And I couldn't, I, that was the, the big hurdle for me. was like, my left hand doesn't do what I want it to, and I can't read music, so I don't play the piano. But my wife would say, yes, you do. And so I started to process, like, what is, what is it that I, I, that I can play? And so... We, we have a piano that was, uh, it was actually at the village for like six months. Um, but we took it home. Uh, it's a piano that my sister left at my house, which means it's mine now. Um, and we set it up, and it's low down, and we always plan on lifting it up, but I don't think we will, we will and I'll get to that. But it's low down, and I, I sit down at it, and I started practicing the piano. And I started to think, well, maybe I can. I start, and I do little exercises like and I do these little exercises, check it. And then one day, my left hand was doing what I wanted it to, and I was, I was like, well, that's interesting. And so I got out my music that I play, my guitar music that I play, and. Uh, I started to play village songs, and I, some of them I could kind of I could do, and I was playing them and singing, and I was like, "This is so much fun! I can play the piano." And it was this really special moment for me because I always enjoyed the piano, and music is this really foundational piece of my walk with God. 
I process a lot of stuff through music and, and through writing and, and piano was always something that I enjoy, but it always kind of escaped me. And, and I, all of a sudden I was like, oh, I can kind of do this. You see, we have a creative God and we are creative beings. So tonight we're talking about creativity. We're in a series on our values. And two weeks ago we talked about truth. Last week we talked about the disciplines. And tonight we're talking about creativity. And this is an interesting one because truth, we can say, okay, well, truth is Jesus, right? Truth is, we, we, we have to, we have, when we, we talk about relationship with Jesus, we have to talk about truth. Like there's something about truth and Jesus. That makes sense as a value. We want to hold to truth as a community. And the disciplines in church, that makes sense because we want to, we, we practice the disciplines, we pray, we read our Bibles, we are in community, we celebrate together. That makes sense. Creativity on its surface, it's a, it's a fun one. It's a fun thing to hold as a value, but it, it kind of sort of feels like it doesn't fit in with the other ones. We value creativity because we have a creative God. We have a God who is creative. I want to read uh, Psalm 148 again. This is a psalm that uh, Catherine read a minute ago. It says, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights above. Praise him, all his angels. Praise him, all his heavenly hosts. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all you shining stars. Praise him, you highest heavens and you waters above the skies. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded and they were created. He set them in a place forever and ever. He gave a decree that will never pass away. Praise the Lord from the earth, you great sea creatures and all ocean depths, lightning and hail, snow and clouds, stormy winds that do his bidding, you mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, wild animals and all cattle, small creatures and flying birds, kings of the earth and all nations, you princes and all rulers on earth, young men and maidens, old men and children. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is exalted. His splendor is above the earth and the heavens. He has raised up for his people a horn. The praise of all his saints, of Israel, the people close to his heart. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The psalmist, the writer of the psalm here presents us with our creative God and his creation. And he presents us with the the earth and the hills and the mountains and the the birds and the, the ocean and the elements. This beautiful world that he has created. And we if we go outside, we can see that clearly evident. We see the mountains and we're in the desert, but even though we're in the desert and there's not very much rain, we get these plants that grow 
out of the dust and have these beautiful flowers. And we have a creative God who, who built this world with these laws that fit together in, in really amazing ways. Um, I was just thinking about Lane. Lane likes to talk about the, the she was a, she's an astronomer. She loves astronomy. So she's talking about how the sun, the, how amazing it was that uh, people 500 years ago could tell that the sun was the center of our solar system and that the planets didn't go around it in a circle, that they went out around it in an elliptical that it wasn't just a, a straight circle. And how the, when the earth tilts, there's seasons uh, which are refreshing for us, especially now as we get some rain and a little bit of cooler weather. And we see God, a God who engages with his creation in really creative ways. So uh, he saves them in creative ways. Like you'd think that the people would just, he'd lead Moses around the Red Sea instead of to the Red Sea. And then he'd be able to just have them go around it instead of having them trapped by Pharaoh's army and have to part the Red Sea, which is crazy to walk across on dry land. He raises up these people who do these really crazy things like Gideon saving the people with 300 men because God sent everyone else home. But it still works because God is creative and he creates this plan for how he's going to triumph and save his people. God engages with his creation in these creative ways. We value creativity because our God is is creative. We value creativity because we are creative. God made us creative. So in, in Genesis, it says that man was created in the image of God. And it, it's not that God actually physically looks like us, but we are image bearers of God. We, we carry with us a, a piece of him and we reflect him. This, this idea of, of a, I like the, the picture of a, a shattered mirror the people of God are a shattered mirror and each piece is a person and it reflects a different part of God. We are image bearers. And so because we are image bearers of a creative God, we are creative. And I think that's clearly evident in the way that we enter into this world and, and we've discovered and learned about this world and we've learned to build and grow and do incredible things. I look at the Psalms and like Psalm 148 and, and just enjoy uh, the way the psalmist reflects on, on God and his power and his creation and praises him and calls out that all creation should praise him. We praise God, or we, we praise God, we do praise God. We value creativity uh, because our God is creative and because he has made us to be creative. 
And we value creativity because God has given us authority in his creation. So in Genesis, it says that we, uh, that, that man was given creation to, to rule over the, the birds of the air and the He gave them authority to step out into creation and to live and to grow and to multiply. But then if we fast forward into the New Testament and we look at Jesus, Jesus gives his disciples authority. Uh, he gives them authority to tell his story. And they tell his story in really creative ways. So they don't... So like. Uh, Peter and John are going to the temple and they run into a man who uh, is is lame and, and asks them for money. And he says, well, money, gold and silver I have not, but what I have I give to you. And he heals him. And he tells him about Jesus. And he says, if Peter and John had gone before the king... King Herod and said, "Hey, gold and silver I have none, but what I have I give to you." It it wouldn't have worked. It wouldn't have been the same thing. He just said, "Well, you don't have gold and silver. Like I don't care about you. Get out of here." It's we engage differently with different people. They tell the story of God in their lives in different ways. All of them do. Stephen, uh, the first martyr. Tell, talks about Israel and the story of Israel and how the Messiah came and and uh, Philip meets with the eunuch and talks about uh, Isaiah and how Isaiah speaks about God, about Jesus and the coming Messiah. We have impact on the world. We have impact on the world. We are creative. We engage with the world creatively, and we have impact on that world. So what does it mean? What does it mean for us to take on the identity of being creative beings? And the first is that we have to fight against lies of the enemy. Because the first thing the enemy wants to do is to take away your identity, to strip away who you are, who God says you are. And the enemy does this around creativity in two ways. And it's a, it's a multi-step process. The first thing he does is he tells us that creativity means really specific things. So if you think about someone who's creative, what do you, what do you think about? What's, what comes to mind? Arts? Sue? <laughs> Anything else? What comes to mind? The arts? What about the arts? Music, painting, dance, yeah, food, what? Stories. Yeah, cooking, food. So we have really a really specific view of what it means to be creative. And then out of that, we are offered, and this is the second step, is that we are offered something to attain, something to get. 
we are offered uh, pictures of excellence. So if you want to be a singer, you have to be like, I don't know, Beyonce? Adele? If you want to be a singer, you have to be like Michael Buble. Like, we have these pictures of what it means to be a singer. We have a picture of what it means to be a guitarist. If you want to be a guitarist, you have to be Jimi Hendrix. If you want to be a painter, then you have to be uh, Degas or Van Gogh. I like Degas. If you want to be a dancer, you have to be Michael Jackson. Who said Michael Jackson? Someone said Michael Jackson. If you want to be a dancer or a singer, or like we have these pictures of what it means to be creative. This is what it means. You have to be like this. And what that does is it actually takes away relationship with God. It actually pulls us away from a creative God who made us to be creative, to have impact on his world, in his kingdom, and offers us something to attain. This is what it means to be creative. It means excellence. If you want to be a cook, you have to be David Chang? Gordon Ramsay? Like, you... We have these pictures of what it means to be creative. And the the enemy wants to strip away our identity that we are creative by offering us excellence. And so if you look at my story with the piano, what it meant to be a pianist was the Bach inventions. What it meant to be a pianist was uh, reading both lines of music and being able to do stuff with my left hand. It meant being Ben Hamin, who's a friend of mine, who's an amazing pianist, and I love him dearly. Man, is he good. That's what it meant, though. Is being a pianist means being able to do that. And the Lord comes into my story and speaks and says, No. You can play the piano. You are creative. You can actually step into this and and practice and and do it. And he does that through my wife telling me, yes, you play the piano. And me saying no and her saying yes and me saying no and her saying yes. Because being creative is not about, well, first of all, it's not just about the arts. We engage creatively with people. The way that God engages creatively with his people, especially in the, in the Old Testament, but then the way Jesus engages people, the creative acts that he does, like, like uh, uh, splitting the loaves and the fish. Like you, you'd think he'd just be like, okay, no one has anything to eat. They should all go. Go home. I'm, we're going to eat this food. <laughs> this is for the disciples. But no, he engages them. So first of all, creativity is not just about the arts. It's about engaging the world creatively. Second of all, creativity is not about, uh, it's not about excellence. And creativity is not about attaining something. Creativity is about relationship. It's about stepping into relationship with a creative God who says that you are creative. And I have a really good picture of this. 
we initially put the piano down on a box, on a toy box, because it just was where we put it. And we were like, well, we'll get another table to put it on, raise it up. But we're going to leave it there. Because this really fun thing happened. As I began to practice and play the piano, my daughter, who's 16 months old, um, walks over and starts banging on the keys next to me. And, and then one time I was watching her in the morning and I was sitting on the couch um, doing a little work and she's playing and I notice her walk over to the piano. She walks over to the piano and starts playing and then throws her head back and goes... It was adorable. It doesn't look adorable when I do it. It was adorable. She wanted to do what I was doing. And I have this fun video of me playing the piano, and she's sitting next to me, and she's banging on the keys and singing. And then she walks away from the piano and falls over. It's really cute. She's fine. But this is, I enjoy my daughter coming over and trying to engage in something that I enjoy. And trying to imitate me in playing the piano. And that's what we are called to. We are called to imitate God in his creativity, to learn from God in his creativity. My ability to play the piano is a lot like, to, compared to God, is a lot like Sirsha's ability to play the piano compared to me. But I know that that relationship between me and my daughter is in a lot of ways the way that God views me playing the piano. And it's not about excellence, I am still not good at the piano. I'm I'm okay. I'm better than I was because I've entered into practicing and and learning more. But I'm still not I still can't read the the lines of music and and I my left hand still doesn't do everything I want it to and but I can engage in it. And I can tell you the story of how God impacted my life, impacted me, impacted my walk with him through my wife and my daughter. Being creative is not just about the creative act, but it's about telling the story of how Jesus has impacted our lives. So I want to call you to creativity. I'm actually really excited that the art night is this Friday because I can say, you should come to the art night on Friday. Because creativity isn't about the, it's not about the arts, but it is a way that we can step into being creative and we can begin to enjoy the world around us and for some of us, I say enjoy and you recoil because being vulnerable in the arts or being, being vulnerable in being creative is incredibly terrifying. Um, 
And that's why we value it as a community is because we as a community step into being creative. We as a community step into encouraging one another. I mean, we have art around on the walls. We do an art project every year. We have this one was decoupage. Those are tiles. We painted those tiles. We have that tree in the corner. We painted the leaves and the letters. When we play the songs, they say um, photo by so-and-so, photo by Adrian Crawford, uh, painting by Meg, um, whatever, Newberg, sorry. <laughs> but it, it says, we, because we value stepping into creativity together, not because we're trying to be an art collective and be excellent and sell everything, and, but just because we are creative beings given that identity by a creative God and pursuing relationship with him means stepping in to those places. So, I mean, I don't know what time it is. 6.10. We have a few minutes. Um, so we can, if someone can run the microphone, because I can't run right now. My back hurts. <laughs> Uh, I was struck as you were talking about the creativity of miracles uh, that maybe part of what we're looking for is a miracle as we create. Um, and I, I thought it was what's interesting in the feeding of the 5,000, the crossing of the Red Sea, the wine at the wedding of Cana in Cana of Galilee is there was a limitation. And a lot of times when I think about creativity, I think about finding the right art supplies which is the opposite of limitation. Uh, instead of taking the limits that are there, whether it's in an artistic setting or more often in a life setting, what is the limitation we're running up against? And what is the creative way to address it? And do we need to ask for the miracle and look for the miracle in that moment? Yeah. Just Thanks, Sue. Like I have this sense that as a human being, you can't not be creative. So as an image bearer, um, I'm not sure who this gentleman is, but he pointed out that story is a one of the mediums by which we can create uh, and be, quote, creative. And when you're a human, you're we're constantly all taking these Sharpies, these permanent markers, and etching the story of reality with everything we do, every moment, it's permanent. And so to be is to create and is to continue a story. Uh, there's th I think there's something deep and powerful in that. And we also have the choice to use this permanent markers to create something that's not interesting or that's not pure or that's... Um, but I don't think it can be not creative. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, and I think a lot of it is is which where where are we, where are we directing that creativity, and are we directing that creativity towards relationship with God and relationship with His people, or towards ourselves and and what we 
long for and what we value. Yeah. You said that there were two ways that Satan takes our creativity, but I missed the first one. Uh, oh. The first one is the second one. Second. The second one. The second one is that he gives us pictures of excellence that we can't attain. Yeah, Larry. I was struck by the picture of your the story, stories of your little girl. And I had this image of a child in expressing themselves in creative and total abandon. You know, they're not worried about limits. They had, they're not comparing themselves. Now, I believe that there is room for, atta- for trying to achieve excellence. Yeah. So, so, you know, but at the same time, I also understand what you're talking about, which is when the pursuit of excellence gets in the way of the expression, then you're lost. Yeah. And so uh, I've been doing music for a long time and I've gone through these various cycles. I actually had to work really hard at it. I had some disabilities that I had to come overcome. So I had to work harder at it than some people. And so I would work and work and work and then I would get in front of people and play. And I guess the other thing I would like to say is that as a musician, I have learned that a lot of musicians... There's a lot of people who are creative in music, and yet they do it for very different reasons. You know, they they view music very differently. And for me, music has always been about the connection. You know, I I listened to jazz when I was really really young, and I just was thrilled at that connection. You know, between the performer, the performing arts. You know, it's not about being thought cool. It's not about approval but it's about connection. And when you said relationship, I thought, boy, that's really right. You know, creativity is really about relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And I think my wife, one of the ways that my wife is creative is that she is uh, a proclaimer of what is beautiful. Um, it's, it's a way that she's very creative um, and a, a, a proclaimer of what she enjoys. And the most impact that she had like the, the the most impact in my story came from my wife stepping into her gift of creativity and saying, no, you, you do play the piano. You should do this. You should um, step into that. And that, yeah. Thanks, Larry. Yeah. One, uh, what, two more? So two I, more? I was also struck by thinking about um, Jesus' creativity in dealing with the issues of the day which we also have to do like for example when um with the woman caught in adultery story where there was this problem of you know sort of yes sin had been committed but these guys who were accusing were a problem and he creatively dealt with that um and just things like that where he would there would be um social problems of the day and he would deal with them creatively And one more, and then we got to move on. I just want to encourage people who don't feel naturally creative, like who aren't very good at arts or, you know, are kind of more by the book and things like that. Like, you know, you can always find ways to be creative, whether it be in your parenting, whether it be in um, 
your, uh, your the way you talk to people, the way you present yourself with your dress, like all, all sorts of different outlets for creativity, um, you know, or even just the way you tell your story, you know. Um, but yeah, no, that's all. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, it is that that is the 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 enemy wants to tell us that this is how we are creative in these really specific ways. And I, I really appreciate what Kevin said. And it's, it's, it's more than that. It is how we engage the world. It is how we engage relationship. And yeah, cool. Thanks everybody. Uh, let's. Jesus, thank you for this time. Thank you for your community. I pray that you would bless this time of worship as we we think about and and meditate on on what it means to be creative and what it means to uh, engage with you creatively. And I pray that you would bless this time of worship as we um, as we step into that. Uh, I thank you. I thank you for because you are a creative God. Um, because you have created uh, beauty and because you have um, offered us an identity in you that is creative, um, that has impact. And uh, I pray that you would uh, speak to our hearts about um, our walks with you in creativity. In your name we pray. Amen.